Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The World in 10, which brings you the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London. Today with me, Cara Bentley and Rebecca Myers. In this episode, we look into another suspicious death in Russia, following the death of opposition figure Alexei Navalny. Over the last few days, we've been bringing you updates on what we know about the death of Alexei Navalny, the critic of President Putin who died on Friday at an Arctic penal colony. We've got more of those updates in a minute, but first we wanted to bring you the news of another death, that of a Russian war correspondent. This is a prominent pro-Kremlin blogger with 100,000 Telegram followers who had been fighting the war with Ukraine. And to tell us about this is Times correspondent Tom Bull. Tom, who is this war correspondent and is their death suspicious? Um, his name is uh, Andrei Marozov, better known uh, by his pseudonym uh, Mers. He's been critical of the battle for Avdivka and he, a few days ago, posted that 16,000 Russian troops had been lost in the battle for Avdivka, which um, Ukrainian forces um, withdrew from last week. He then claimed in a follow-up post that he had been pressured into removing that post by his superiors and also from certain members of, of um, the Russian programming press. Following that, he then seemed to issue what appeared to be tantamount to a, to a suicide note, really, asking his readers not to be sad about his death and uh, effectively giving a, a, a sort of final will and testament, asking to be buried in Luhansk. The next we heard was from his lawyer, um, who said that Marozov had indeed then shot himself, and that was on Wednesday morning. This lawyer had spoken to Marozov the day before, you know, looking for areas as to why this might be somewhat suspicious is the fact that Pashkov said there had been no sign during that conversation on Tuesday night that um, Marozov was, was intending to take his life. And if we go back to Navalny, what did this source who spoke to the Times say about Navalny's death and were they reliable? So I spoke to um, a guy called uh, Vladimir Asechkin who runs a human rights organisation called Kolegu.net and has a network of, of informants from both prisoners and also those working within the, the Russian penal system. Kolegu.net, a day after Navalny's death, published a report in which 
they said that they their sources had told them that FSB agents had visited the prison two days before Navalny's death and dismantled some of the um, cameras and listening devices within the prison. They'd also laid out a, a timeline of, of what they had been told had happened to him. So when I spoke to Osechkin, he, he he gave some further details saying that he believed that bruising that had been found on Navalny's body, he said that those bruises were consistent with what he believed was a punch to the heart. And he said that that was a, a technique that had been used by uh, or taught to KGB officers in the past. This isn't really the headline you want to see. British nuclear sub-missile launch fails as Trident misfires and plops into the sea. Yes, this was a test in Florida of the UK's nuclear missile called Trident, which was launched from HMS Vanguard and, rather than travelling the 3,700 miles it was predicted to travel, dropped into the sea just a few metres away. Now, the Ministry of Defence insisted that if the test occurred in a real-world situation, it would have worked, saying there was no need to do another £17 million test to prove that fact. But it's the second failed launch in a row. The last was in 2016, which begs the question, is the UK up to scratch with its military abilities? And should the West be worried? This question was put to Admiral Lord West, the former head of the Royal Navy and former security minister, on Times Radio. I was made aware of this at the time. It happened when I heard it had happened. I thought, my goodness me, what's what's gone wrong? But I've kept abreast of that and now been fully briefed and uh, they've been able to go into the whys and whats and wherefores. And there's no doubt at all that this has not affected the what I call the stock of the missiles that, that are there to do the business uh, and the effectiveness of the deterrent. The deterrent still remains something that is hidden under the oceans uh, of the world. And we hope we never use it, but it's still devastatingly effective and accurate. So... Uh, I don't think we really need to be worried. And they're, they're, you know, obviously there are lots of checks going on, but they discovered you know, what caused it and it was to do. It was it, They described it as an anomaly, because you're not allowed to go into details of this, um, of the actual test firing. But when I heard it had happened, I thought, my goodness me, that's the second one we've done. Mm. The last was in 2016. But, but I am now absolutely convinced, and I've been briefed, and I've talked to a lot of people involved, and what's exactly been done. And uh, I think we need to have no fears at all. Given the war in Ukraine and Britain's stance against Russian aggression, he was also asked, is Vladimir Putin now laughing at Britain? The reality, of course, is that constantly North Korean missile firings and things are going wrong all the time. And there have been some wonderful ones blowing up on the pad and God knows what and everything. And they really are having an, you know, have an effect on the viability of their systems. And similarly with the Russians, Putin... Uh, I mean, he actually, some of his relatives, his, his uh, uncle or something, was, was in the navy. He knows how good our navy is. He, you know, our submariners rescued some of his submariners in the Far East. Indeed, I was in Number Ten when he presented medals to our submariners some years ago when he wasn't quite so loathsome. But he's well aware of the capability of our systems. And indeed, the Russians are so sure that it works, they don't even bother to send an intelligence gathering ship to the firings now because the firings are notified in advance. And in the years gone by, years ago, they always used to send a, a, an intelligence gatherer to try and find out about it. They, they don't even bother now because they know it works. And they know it's a system they've got to be very wary of. The Campaign for Nuclear Disarmament called it a colossal waste of public money and said that the Defence Secretary, who stood and watched the test, went to Florida for what ultimately was an expensive failure. 
Researchers at Stanford University have shown that they can scan men and women's brains and spot consistent differences in how they operate. These differences are sufficiently reliable that if scientists are given a brain of a woman and a brain of a man and told to guess at sex, 90% of the time they get it right. The Times' science editor Tom Whipple says whether this is nature or nurture frustratingly still can't be answered, but he did explain some of the ways the sexes clearly do differ. Men are massively, massively more likely to be violent. You can argue, oh, boys are socialised into that. Actually, I think the main socialisation process we have on boys is out of that. We have entire systems of laws, legal frameworks, jails, you know, primary school teachers, everything trying to prevent boys from being violent. And certainly as a womanish man... I'm very grateful that I'm probably one of the first generations that is plausible it can go through my life without being punched hard in the face by another man, um, which is a massive social shift. And the, the, other, the other place where there is big social, sexual differences is, is in sex, in the attitude that people have to sex. And of course, there is a very plausible evolutionary reason for that, is, which is men don't get pregnant. do you love the Beatles? If the answer is a lot, then this next story is for you because Sam Mendes, the James Bond director, has announced he's going to make four films about the legendary band, one about each different member. No news yet on whether they'll be released all at the same time, so you can do a movie marathon, or one after the other, so you have to buy four cinema tickets. Just an intriguing line from Sony that they will be released with innovative and groundbreaking intervals. So who knows what that means, but I have to say I'm not a massive Beatles fan, so I can't say I'll be up for seeing all of them or maybe even any of them. But no doubt there will be plenty of music fans who can't wait to watch them. Think of a sport where a lot of fouls are committed. And you might picture badly behaved Premier League soccer players or the NFL. You probably won't be thinking of long jump. No, but it turns out fouls are so prevalent in the long jump that World Athletics are trialling a new takeoff zone to replace a traditional takeoff board, which is much smaller, because so many athletes are missing the board and registering fouls. And I can vouch for this because I used to cover athletics as a reporter. And so often you saw what looked like this amazing and kind of incredible world record level jump. And then it's a foul. But that, long jumpers say, is the beauty of the event. That's what makes it such a skill, they say. Former Olympic champion Carl Lewis has compared replacing the board to making the basket larger in basketball because too many people miss it. But before we leap too far into that debate, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with The Times of London. See you tomorrow. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.